Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to another inspirational message from Chow Dean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chow Dean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. It's, uh, it's good to be here. I'm, uh, I'm quite excited that we're week two. Uh, but I'd like to start just by thanking you all for your prayers for during the week, because as Terry announced during the week, I had an operation. And, um, and on Monday, I expected to have to stay in hospital overnight. But I got to the end and came round from the operation and they said, oh, you can go home. So there's a real answer to prayer. And uh, I'm pleased I wasn't hanging around in the hospital too long. You never know what you might catch there, dear. So it was, uh, it was good to get out. So thank you for your prayers. And uh, and, and I have felt better all week, and uh, so much so that I can be here with you today. So last week, we started off by looking at miracles, and we said, uh, we, we gave a definition to the miracles. I'm just going to recap a little bit for those people who were here this week who weren't here last week, just so that you get the gist of where we're going. And we said, a miracle is a surprising or welcome event that is not explicable by nature or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agent. So a miracle is a surprising event that isn't defined by nature, but is given to be an external agent, which we would say was God. Yeah? Would we say it was God? Yeah. And we look very quickly at some Old Testament miracles. We uh, talked about how miracles aren't just in the New Testament. They are in the Old Testament as well. And we talked very, very briefly about God parting the sea so that the children of Israel could escape from the Egyptians safely. And then we sort of very quickly talked about, well, did they really happen? Are these miracles or is there some explanation for them? And then we found that verse in John that said, just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of what you have seen me do. So somewhere along the line there, our belief is tied in with miracles. And when we see God working, that's to help us with our belief. And when we believe, we will then see God working in people's lives. If we constantly just say, well, you know, the parting of the Red Sea was an act of nature. And it just so happened at that time, as the Egyptian, as the Israelites got there, the there was a strong wind came and blew the waves apart. Just so happened, nature happened that way. Well, if we constantly try and explain things in that way, we, we've lost our belief somewhere in a creator God who can do all things and all things are in his power. And so we talked about different kinds of miracles. We managed to identify between us 35 miracles. And, uh, and during the week, those people who've met in house group have talked about those miracles. I've been informed quite extensively and, uh, and enjoy talking about miracles and what they mean. And so today I thought we'd focus on modern day miracles. So in some ways I've got off quite lightly because I don't have to talk because I've got some videos to show you of people who've had a modern day miracle. And the first one I want to introduce you to is a guy called Adrian. We're going to listen to that. Technology works. We're going to hear 
Adrian's Miracle. Hi, my name is Adrian. I was born um, three months premature. Um, the, the hospital doesn't really know or ever found out why I was born premature. The doctors didn't give me really any chance of survival. Um, I was due in April and my mum was in labour in end of December, early January. I was eventually born 3rd of January. Um, and they said to her that basically to expect a dead baby, that there would be no real chance that I would survive. I was just, just too early. So, um, so she very much thought that would happen. But um, miraculously, I was born alive. I was crying, um, even though I was the size of... Um, less, less than the size of my dad's palm and my hands were about the size of postage stamps, I'm led to believe. Um, and I went through a lot before I was ever okay. Um, I, I had a brain hemorrhage. Um, I had a hole in my heart. Um, I, ha I wasn't able to take milk properly. I had a, I had a reflux problem. Um, and um, when I had the brain hemorrhage, um, they said to my mum that she had to come to the hospital straight away because I wasn't going to going to live through the night, that this was it. Um, and so she rushed to the hospital and slept there that night next to my incubator. And um, again, I, I got them through it, that the blood on the brain had just disappeared and it was gone as if it had never been there. Um, and the hospital couldn't give any sort of medical reason why that happened. Since becoming a Christian, um, about six years ago, I came to think about how I was born, and I really do believe that it was it was God's will. I don't know whether it was it was His plan in the first place for me to be premature, um, or whether um, it was simply His His doing to make sure I survived. Um, but either way, I really think that His hand was there over me, protecting me um, when I was born. Um, just for the fact that I survived everything that I went through. Um, the doctors said I'd never be good at school because of the bleed on the brain, that I'd be a very much a below average student, um, and that thankfully wasn't the case. I was, I was fine at school, I was okay at most things I did other than maths. Um, yeah, so I, I, I truly believe that, that God was there over me, really. It gives me a lot of comfort to think that he wanted me to be alive, and that there is possible, you know, that he has a plan for me, as, as he has a plan for everyone, but it's a, it's a great comfort to me knowing that. That's Adrian. Adrian, uh, you'd be pleased to know, now works for Youth of Christ in, in the Birmingham area and uh, is spreading the gospel and telling people God's hand was on him. A miracle? A miracle had he survived? Three months Janus, three months premature? Bit of a miracle, perhaps, yeah, that he survived. And no doubt uh, he, he, he testifies to that all the time. We talked uh, last week about God providing food. And remember, we talked about the widow who had, no mon had no nothing, the widow's oil, and, uh, and, and the oil didn't run out for her. I've got a modern-day story, a Patricia's story. Listen to Patricia, see what you think of this. She's frozen in time. 
She's going to come to life. It will be a miracle. Soon. <laughs> Can we just pray for a miracle that she comes to life any, any second now? We're coming. Just bear with us. Just talk amongst yourselves for a minute. We'll come. That was my greatest fear today that uh, the technology would just go wrong. And uh, there we go. We'll be coming. It's going down a different track. We're all very patient. Hello, I'm Patricia. I've seen God work in lots of wonderful ways in my life. Um, through many circumstances and times. In the 1980s, I worked in Jamaica. My husband was a minister there, and I was a minister's wife. And I was in the manse uh, with two small children. My husband had gone to visit a church which was about 30 miles away, which meant that he'd gone from early morning and was going to be coming back in the evening, probably after it had turned dark. A young woman came to the door and she was very poor and um, very needy and she had two small children, younger than my two children, and she came asking for some food. And I thought, what food can I give her? I've... I've only got the food in the kitchen for the four of us to eat. I have some rice, some vegetables. Um, that was going to be our dinner. So I put the rice and the vegetables into a bag and I gave her the food. I, I prayed with the woman and she went away. And then I spent some more time with the children. And not long after that, someone else arrived at the door. And this was a man who worshipped with us on a Sunday. He had come some distance on foot and he'd been walking to our house um, for several hours and he'd set out that morning and uh, he'd come because he wanted to deliver to the manse, to the church family, some of the fruit from his field. And this was the Lord providing food for our dinner. And what struck me was that the Lord knew that that evening I would need to feed my husband and myself and our two children. And he sent this man out in the morning, he set him out on the road to me. And when I gave the rice and vegetables to the lady who was at the door, this man was already on the way. So the Lord was meeting my need before I even knew I had a need.
it's amazing, isn't it, that the, the person was on the journey. And you know, the appeal we had today for food for the food bank is a bit like that, isn't it? Where, you know, you, you, some of you will have thought, well, I need to do something. I need to bring some food next week. And somebody this week will, not, will be struggling for food and thinking, where's the food coming from? But God's already prepared your heart. And the food that we give next week, it'll be going to somebody who's waiting for it. And it's similar with Safe Families for Children as well, where we have volunteers in this church who are ready to meet the need of a family. So there's a family this week somewhere in the northeast who are going to ask for help. And one of the volunteers, perhaps from this church or from one of the other churches, will be ready to meet that need. Is that a miracle? Is that a miracle? I think when God touches our hearts, it's a miracle, isn't it? And changes us and prepares us. Another, another one, here we go, only two more to go. Martin's story, see what you make of this one. We're getting technology again. Just being patient. We're waiting on the Lord to come. Here we go. It's looking possible. My story starts in 2001 with a young guy walking along a beach in Scotland uh, and he's walking with a girl he's fallen madly in love with and uh, just at the right moment he pulls a little box from his pocket and inside's a little ring and uh, he says to the girl, will you marry me? And she says, of course, I'd love to marry you. What they didn't realise though is when they were making those promises to each other, the lad was actually dying from the inside out. He'd uh, had appendicitis, which had uh, gone wrong. It'd been misdiagnosed and his appendix was actually about to burst. Um, a few days later, he ended up in really serious pain, got rushed into hospital. And when the doctors kind of checked what was going on, his appendix had burst, it had started to rot away, and he got something called gangrene and peritonitis. They did some testing on him, and they said, the reality is you've got about six hours left to live. Uh, so they told him to get his family in, get, get the girl he'd fallen in love with in. And uh, they said some goodbyes, they said some uh, nice things to each other. And the doctor said, well, the option is you can either just kind of sit out these next six hours or we can take you down, give you an operation and there'll be about a 20, 25% chance of survival. Took him down, they opened him up and it was actually worse than they'd first imagined. There was things that had all gone very seriously wrong. And uh, they, they fixed him up, they, uh, they strapped him to a bed and put him in a high dependency unit and told his family, if this guy survives, it'll be a miracle. Two days later, the lad woke up and uh, he was sitting in a hospital bed, strapped around his head, around his chest and around his knees with some 40 scars, uh, stitches up his middle. And uh, the doctors came over and said, we've got no idea what's just happened. Uh, your medical records show that you should have died two days ago in the operating theatre, but you're alive, you're well, and we don't know what's gone on. And uh, from that day forward, that lad has really believed that God made a miracle happen and saved his life. People say to me, how do you know that story's true? 
Well, I know that story's true because I've got a seven-inch scar in my middle. It's my story. And I married the girl. We've got two little children. And uh, we still believe that God saved my life on that night in 2001. There you go. It's interesting. I didn't know that. But uh, that guy works for Safe Families. He does the same job as me in Manchester. And uh, I just found that video and then realized who it was. And uh, he's an amazing guy. He's a good storyteller, as you can tell, because you could almost tell what was coming at the end, couldn't you? You'd almost say, it's going to say, it's me who was doing that. So we saw some, some, some stories there of healings. We saw a story of provision, of God's provision. And, and the last one I'm going to look at now, will come on, I hope, is um, just about what a guy did because of what God's done for him. And, and maybe it's what this calls us to think about what we should be doing uh, for God. Marvellous. It's working. Well, I was actually raised as a Christian in the church um, right, from, right from a young age. And, but I guess with, with most things in life, there comes a point where it's not enough to believe it just because your parents have told you or just because someone's told you it's true. And so I guess for me, that was, came particularly when I was about 15 or 16. Um, it wasn't enough to just believe it because my parents said. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd look in the Bible at, like, Jesus' life and how the, how the church actually started in the beginning. And he just took these young people, like, just kind of my age, like, 20 and younger. And, um, yeah, he, they just changed society. They saw change in people's lives. They'd pray for the sick and they were healed. They'd pray for the blind and their eyes would open up. And, and yeah, so I read that and I was like, wow, I, I want to see that in my own life. If, if that's how the church started, then, then why can't that happen now? Um, God's the same yesterday, today and forever so so yeah I just started to, to pursue that, I started to pray for people when they were sick and just look for opportunities to pray for people And um, at first like, I got some funny looks like hang about, like that's just a bit weird like God doesn't do that nowadays, like that was in the past And but but after a while like people started to get healed and suddenly like I was like wow like this is true, like this happens so yeah that was just really cool like really exciting yeah, so he, that guy there, uh, Sam, he, he decided that he would go out and do the same as what people did and, uh, and what he read in the Bible that the disciples did. And he started praying and he actually has a street ministry where he's got some chairs out on the street and as people come along and need prayer, he just prays with them. Uh, how many of you think you'd be courageous enough to do that, to go out on the streets? Well, some of you are courageous enough because you do go out on the streets on a Friday night and, and do pray with people who ask for prayer. So that's, that's pretty amazing. So we've looked at the Old Testament. We've looked at the new things that are happening. And, uh, and I just want to go back to that verse that says, The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things, because I am on the way to the Father, and I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. I love that bit at the end. You can count on it. So my challenge today to you is, well, what are you doing? What, what are you doing as an individual? Where are you stepping out? And the key is that verse that says, where Jesus says, I'm doing what I see the Father do. And then, then I'm, I, I'm, I'm stepping out, Jesus said, in doing what I see the Father doing. 
And I think as, our, as Christians and as individuals, our responsibility is to be looking around and saying, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to be involved in food bank? Do you want me to be involved in safe families? Do you want me to be out on the streets on a Friday night? Do you want me to be caring for my neighbor? Do you want me to do this? And just have the boldness and the courage to pray. The boldness and the courage to pray that God will make a change and make things different. And then we'll be amazed because we'll see God starting to do things. One of the questions, those of you who are in house group this week is, I've asked you to choose your favorite miracle and, and ask why it's your favorite. Why do you want to, and what would it be like if you were there when that miracle was taking place? But this week I've been challenged. I've had lots of time to reflect and think. And, um, and I thought, which, which miracle would I would choose? Which miracle would be the, big, the greatest for me? Uh, and I've decided that none of the 35 miracles that we talked about last week would be the greatest. Because there's one miracle that stands out above them all. And it's found in John's Gospel, chapter, chapter 3, verse 16. And it's this miracle. For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And you know, I thought about my own life, and I thought, it's a miracle that God loves me. Why should God love me? I'm, not, I'm a sinful person. I don't always think the right things. I don't always say the right things. I don't always do the right things. And yet God still loves me. For me, that's a miracle. That's an incredible miracle that God would pour out his love on me. We've been singing today, amazing, amazing grace. That is amazing grace. And it is, it doesn't matter how we try and sum it up. It's amazing that God loves us enough to send his son to die for us on a cross that we can have eternal life. That's a gift. It's a miracle we don't really understand, do we? Because we try and picture what eternal life looks like. And in our human minds, we've just got this idea of living forever. And that's big. It's a big thought. But what will life be like? And God says it'll just be absolutely heaven. It'll be fantastic. We can't get our head around that. But it's a miracle for each one of us. God has given us that miracle. If we trust him and believe him, we can have eternal life. Why? Because the miracle of Jesus dying on the cross, I don't understand how it happened. But he died that we might be forgiven. He died to set us free that we may go at last to heaven, saved by his grace. Thank you. So that's the miracle that we celebrate. When we're praising God, we're celebrating that big miracle of what Jesus has done for us. Otherwise, what's the point of us being here? What's the point of us being together? So, I want you to celebrate what God's done for you, the miracle. And this week, I want you to step out in boldness and just think, what can I do? What can I do to make a difference? Not in my own strength, but when I see God working, what can I do? What can I partner with God to do and make a difference in our society? Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for the miracle that is salvation. We thank you that you died for us. 
We thank you that you died for each one of us, no matter how bad we are, you died for us, that we may have eternal life. And Father, we want to just be people who are able to tell others about you, tell other people what that miracle is all about. And we want to see you moving, Father. We want people to come to you, and we want to be instruments for you. So Father, will you bless us? Will you give us a boldness? Will you give us a new courage, perhaps something that we've never had before, to step out in faith this coming week and serve you and show other people how great you are and how much difference you can make in their lives. Just fill us by your Spirit, Lord. Bless us and make us bold. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Bless you all. hope you have a fantastic week. And God just really blesses you. is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.